Hello and welcome to the Covert Nerd Podcast. Thank you for listening. It means a lot to me that you take time out of your day to listen to what I have to say. First off, I just want to thank again some more people that have interacted with me online. Eddie from the Make Your Journey a Great Again podcast, Paranormal Dads, and the Daydream Instruction Manual podcast. Also, Brian Jackson from the Showtime and the Chef podcast, and Paul from the Moose's Monster Mash podcast. Thanks for interacting. Go to covertnerd.net for all the details from this episode and previous episodes. And again, you can also find different ways to contact me on social media like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. You can send me an email, whatever works. I would sure like to hear from you and hear what you have to say about the shows or suggestions for topics for upcoming shows. Without further ado, let's dive right in and nerd it up with Jeff. Today we have another guest, but you've heard him before. If you've listened to some other episodes, and I'll be sure to put a link in the show notes for the other episodes Jeff has been on, but why don't you introduce yourself? Well, it's good to be back, Lee. Thank you for having me. But yep, Jeff Geegan. I'm the uh, co-host of Make Eternity Great Again, podcast about, as you probably guessed it, He-Man. Yes. Uh, been going... Uh, I think it's been going about three years strong now. So yeah, yep. yeah, you so, guys have put out a lot of episodes, but yep. you still got yeah more figures so much more and vehicles so much more and just it's fun. It's it a fun is. podcast with Eddie it. and Carl. Eddie and Carl. Yep. 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 And I've been on there too, and some other guys have been there too. So it's yep. a great podcast. Definitely check it out. But today is a little different. We're going to be talking about '80s sitcoms. Yeah. There's so many of them, and like we talked about it, it's tough to narrow them down. Like we've done in some other episodes where we try to pick our top three, top five favorites, but there's a slew of them. There is a slew of them. It's really hard to pick your favorite because, like, there's so many good ones back then. Yeah, they and did. I, I kind of liked how, and we'll, we'll get to it, but I kind of liked how we, you kind of went to a deep dive yes. on some of yours, you know, which is really, really good. I mean, because I think, like, everybody would be like, oh, you know, Full House or, you know, all these Yeah, your top, your top five yeah. or your, yeah. But it's like, you know, some of them were only a one-hit wonder, you they know. They were. They were really good. You they know, were, so... so Soon you'll need to grab your Rubik's Cube and your boombox and yes. sit in front of the TV. Put your Reeboks pumps on. <laughs> exactly. Pump them tight. Rubik's Cube. Do you have one of those? I Did don't. You? I used to. Yeah. I think actually, no, I don't think we have one anymore. Maybe that's yeah. another episode idea. Obscure 80s Ooh, toys. That could be a lot of fun. Yeah. We we had one and my kids recently got one and they still like, how do you figure this out? Right, yeah. Like, and they're like, oh, go to YouTube and you can figure it out. Yeah, you figure yeah, it out. Yeah, yeah. We didn't have YouTube, guys. Sorry. Yeah, we didn't have that. It was, you had to figure <laughs> Get it out. Get off yeah. my lawn. That's right. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> All right. Well, first, though, let's dive into some trivia questions. We've done this before right. just to kind of get the brain going about 80s sitcoms. So all the trivia questions are from the 80s and about sitcoms. I'll start uh, the question. It's your turn to answer them. And okay. Well, like I said, grab your Rubik's Cube and let's go. <laughs> All right, here we go. Who was Mallory Keaton's fiance from Family Ties? Okay. Like, what was his name in the show or what was his real name? What was his name in the show? Character name. Oh, my gosh. Oh, man. You can probably see him in your. I in totally your line. can. I could draw him. You could probably talk like, like him. Yep. Yeah, because he's like kind of a doofus. But he's like just kind of like a like a biker or something like yeah, that. Yeah, you know? he's supposed to be kind of yeah, the, like a tough guy. He but had really earring yep, and yeah, the earring yeah. and the hair and yeah, it kind of looked like the like a what's his name? He's like Jersey. I don't, I don't know if it's Jersey accent. He's like hey, Michael. Yeah, yeah, hey, Michael. Yeah, yeah. Um, kind gosh, of a Rocky. What was his name? I don't know. Starts with an N. Nick. 
Nick. Yep. There you go. There you Nick go. Moore. Yep. Nick. There yep. you go. Yep. yep. Okay. Yeah, I'm trying to remember his real name too, because he was, he was on a bunch of stuff. Like he was in the what was that? Remember that movie with Roseanne? I think it was the only movie she was ever in. Like She Devil, I think is what it was. Oh, I'm pretty yeah. sure he was in that movie too. Okay, so he was in a bunch of stuff like Rattle right Gate, and then like he's fallen off the face of the earth. Kind of got know? some popularity from the yeah. TV show, and then just and then that was it. Yeah, faded so out. He was great okay. though. Yeah, it was good. Good, good question. Fun character. Yep. What was Alf's girlfriend's name from Melmac? Oh gosh, it's a popular song. Her name is in a, in a popular song. I think it was by the Beach Boys. Barbara Ann. I have no idea. Um, I have no idea. Rhonda. Rhonda. Help me, oh, Rhonda. Rhonda. Help, That's help right. Help me, Rhonda. It's been so long. I haven't seen that <laughs> since I was a kid. I recently found it was on. I, yeah. I was browsing YouTube, and I was like, "Oh, I just sat and watched it." Well, no, no, it was on uh, on our Roku. They had a bunch of old '80s yeah. free stuff, and I just watched. I an think episode. it came up on Amazon too. Oh, really? Yeah, because okay. I remember I was like, "Kids, gather around. We're gonna watch Alf," and we watched the first episode, and the pilot is garbage. It was so bad. I'm like, "Never mind." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but everybody else is like, "You gotta keep watching. Like, watch it th- up through like season two, and then it gets really good." I was like, "Okay, we'll have to give it another try again." Because that first episode, everybody's like, "Look at me. Like, I thought you said this was good, Dad." I'm like, "I'm sorry." <laughs> It's it's lost it a little bit of its luster in yeah. 30 years, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Good, good show, though. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Here's one, because I, I know you like this show. On Night Court, who was Harry's idol? That was uh, Harry Houdini, wasn't it? Or no. are you talking about... Harry uh, Harry the, the yeah, judge the, on yeah. Night Court. Who was his... Oh, wait a minute. Oh, uh, it was... Uh, a singer, the, Right, 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 right. Mel Torme. There you go. There we go. Yep, yep got yep. it. He Gosh. was a singer, right? I think. Yes. Okay, yep, that's what yep. I thought. That's what I thought. Yep, jazz singer. Another fun, again, another 80s yep. sitcom. Oh, good, good episode, or good show. Yep. Here's another one. Who, or what was the name of the detective agency in Moonlighting? Oh, boy. I have no idea. I was real young. Okay. <laughs> that was out. I didn't watch it. Um... I don't know. Blue Moon Detective Agency. Interesting. Remember the girl that always answered the phone? Blue Moon Detective Agency, and she had this long spiel. Yeah, I don't remember. Okay, Gosh, okay. I was <laughs> real young. Yep, I was real young. What was that? Because that was like that was like, was like early eighty-four, eighty-three. I think. I think it was like real early. It was pretty early. Yeah, yeah. On Night Court, so back to Night Court okay. again. On Night Court, Harry had a statue of what animal in his office? Oh man, it's always in the background. Or no, it was on his desk. I think. Goodness. Starts with an A. I was going to say, like, I thought it was like an anteater. It's an aardvark. Wasn't it? No. I don't know. Armadillo. Armadillo. There Armadillo. That's right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's right. It's always on the front. I think it's always yep. on the front of the desk or something yep. like that. Yep. It's always a piece. So cool. All I'm right. an idiot. I'm Did just going to say all no. the A animals. <laughs> um, antelope. Uh, aardvark, antelope, <laughs> ant. Uh, uh, yeah. Go in. Go whatever. So let's get into our pick. So we got three picks. So if you're new to the show, this is the way we have it set up is we pick three shows each. We alternate and we just talk about memories about them. And hopefully after talking about them, maybe it's something you can relate with. Or like you said, you go fire up Amazon, you go fire up YouTube, Roku, and go watch some of these old sitcoms because there's so many. And they're all good. Absolutely. <laughs> yep. Let's uh, let's see. Were you going first? Yeah. I'll start okay. With me. Okay. So my first pick was "Who's the Boss." <laughs> I think that was like such a great show back then. Had Tony Danza starring in it. Judith Light was Angela. 
uh, Alyssa Milano, obviously. Oh, yeah. Teen Heart. Th- she teen. was on every teen magazine yes. in the late 80s. <laughs> yes. I had like I had a whole bunch of her pictures from like cutout magazines and stuff in my dorm room and stuff like that was <laughs> kind of I don't know if that's creepy or not. But yeah, that, that might be. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But um, she, she was of age, you know, she'd grown up, you know. But anyways, but yeah, then obviously, you know, so Tony Michelli was was the dad in the show. And I recall that the premise was like his wife had passed away. And so he had like moved looking for a job or something like that. And then like, I think he was just going to like clean houses temporarily until he could find something better. And so he brought his daughter with him who was, you know, Samantha, Samantha, Sam, and that was Alyssa Milano and stuff. And so he ends up like applying for a job as a maid or whatever, you know, for Judith Light. And then it was cool because it was like a different reversal of roles and stuff where you have a, you know, the typical man of the household and then you have a woman being the maid or whatever. And, and so this was like, well, now you have this business woman who doesn't have time for a husband and stuff and whatnot. And so she had a divorce but she's got this little boy and then she brings in a male maid, mm-hmm. you know, to, to come in and stuff. So cause she, he was from Brooklyn. Or Bro- I think it's from Jersey, I think. And they're in Connecticut. So she's yep. kind of the uptight. Exactly. Yeah. The suburbs high, upper and class. stuff. And he's like, you know, you know, rough around the edges used to be a boxer, I think, or something like that. And yeah. And then, you know, Samantha, same thing. She was real rough, like wanted to fight all the time yes. and stuff and play football. Exactly. And just, and yeah. He, she she was more of the boy. And then Jonathan, the, the boy is more of the girl and stuff. And he's like, Oh, don't mess up my hair and stuff like that. You I know, might get was, dirty. Exactly. So <laughs> premise of the show was really, really cool. Yeah. Uh, that was kind of pushing boundaries back then, you oh, know? Yeah. And I mean, even today, if you think about it, you know, oh, it'd yeah. still be kind of pushing boundaries, you know, a little bit, but, um, but that was a big thing back in the eighties, especially it was, they're really trying to push that, that that woman power kind of mm-hmm. a thing and stuff and women were just kind of starting to get into the workforce exactly which is shifting and then you had i think her mom lived with them too right mona. yeah so mona yeah she was partier so she, yeah. again she was the opposite of judas character who's yep. uptight yep exactly yeah she's like come on take the stick out of your butt kind of thing yes all, all the time to angela and stuff and so but then it was like it was kind of cool because like you know it starts off like that and then it slowly you know blends into this where i think where the biggest stretch of the show was was that they were all misunderstood and stuff and then it was like they started kind of having this like love interest between each other and stuff and there's like this this weird vibe of you know she's digging tony and tony's kind of digging her but there's no way like i would never be with some dirty guy like that and who's not worth a penny and stuff and he'd be like i'd never be with some up tit you know uptight you know chick like you and stuff and and so it's always just that weird the will they or won't they thing exactly and stuff and so it built on that for a long time and then and then uh eventually they were going to get from what i recall they were supposed to get married then uh then they're going to branch off from there with the rest of the rest of the episode or rest of the show and and uh with the sitcom and stuff but i guess like there was enough feedback like like they were talking about it and stuff and they decided not to do that at the very end because they were afraid that it was gonna like mm-hmm. shift the show too much and they probably should have done that because they had built up that 
premise for so mm-hmm. long that people are like, finally, let's see them get married. Let's see them. Now we want to see what they do as a couple. And and they didn't. And in fact, they ended up like getting in a fight and stuff and they broke up and then they moved uh. on their separate ways and stuff. And it like totally tanked the show, you know? Yeah. And so everybody's like, well, we don't want to see this again. And so like the, the you know, the, 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 I don't know if it was ABC or whatever. I forget who it was. NBC, I think. NBC, yeah. So they wanted to save the show. And in fact, they ended up putting the dagger right in the heart of it, you know? So, <laughs> so it was, did it, did it end on a cliffhanger then? Because they never really probably got canceled before they. I I think it did. I don't know if it was necessarily a cliffhanger. I just I just think it just just kind of like fizzled we're off. Done. I don't I don't remember the last the last few episodes. It's been a long time since I watched it or whatever. But it went for a good long stretch. There yeah, it was seven, seven years, eighty four to ninety one. Yeah, so that's it was a long time. It was a long time. You were talking about that. You can only pull people so long with that constant tension between right. the two couples exactly before you're like you know you need to that's a long time yeah think you, about it that's yeah. a long time if i was <laughs> there's no way i could wait like I yeah. six seven years or whatever if i'm around this woman that i'm really interested in without trying to make a move you know like yeah. she's single i'm single we know it's it's not real right but at some point you're you have to yeah eventually okay we're only going to keep buying this right. that you're living together for se- six seven years and yeah you nothing would, happens you would think because you're kind of living like a family you would think that something would have happened way earlier than eventually that, you know? so i don't know i thought it was, it was kinda, a fun show it was a fun show and it was i thought it was kind of cool that it was like yeah you know you have a living you know maid and then he brings in his daughter and all this other stuff and they're kind of raising her as part of the family and stuff it was really neat it's a sweet little show and you know my favorite episode I don't remember what it was called, obviously. Like I said, it's been a long time since I've seen it. But my favorite episode, what I remember of it was, was when Samantha turned 16. And on her 16th birthday, she got a car. And so Tony was like, hey, I bought you a car. And she's like, you did? Oh, my gosh. And she freaked out because, like, all of her friends, like, had, like, Mustangs and all these convertibles and stuff. And so she was hoping she was going to get this cute little convertible or mm-hmm. something like that. And and uh, so she goes outside <laughs> And there's like, a, I forget exactly what the car was, but it was like a yellow crown Victoria or something like that. It was like this big yellow boat, almost like a, ta- like, it like, it looked like a taxi. And he had glued all these reflectors on it and like put these stripes on it and stuff. So it was like this big like caution lookout kind of a thing. And she was like so embarrassed, you know, like, oh, yeah. oh my gosh, dad, what are you doing? He's like, well, I want, I want my baby to be careful, be safe, you know, yes. be safe, you know. And, you know, she's like, okay, thanks. So she didn't want to hurt his feelings. But she was, like, mortified, you know. And then so, like, when they went to school, I think he was, like, in the area or something like that. Or he wanted to check up on her, I think, to make sure she made it to school. Okay, so he snuck over to the school to to see if she made it okay. But she ended up, like, parking it down the street because she was embarrassed. And then so she, like, walks to school and he sees it and confronts her. And, you know, his heart's broken. She's mad. Da, 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 da. And then her heart's broken because he's upset. Da, da, da. Oh my gosh! Oh, yeah. it, was, it was. What's cool about it is like I'm running into that right now. Yes. You know, like I have a 16 year old right now, and it's like, okay, son, I, I know this. I'm trying to, you know, try not to be overprotective and everything, you know. But it's like, it was so true. Even in like 19, that probably was like 1986 or something like that when that happened, yeah. you know. And and uh, being able to see the same application of it in my life right now, so I think of that all the time, you know, because he doesn't he doesn't have his car yet. You're still trying to figure that out, you know, if he's gonna get one just yet or, if, you know, whatever. And so I'm just like, maybe I'm just gonna get him some like big yellow boat and put there, these reflectors. Yellow all Crown over. Vic <laughs> with reflector lights all over it. That's right, like the flashing lights. That's right but yeah he with tony's character he 
he was like you talked about the the boxer, the tough guy, but you know, he has his little girl and so he's trying to protect her and do the right thing for her constantly and yeah, it was a fun show. Yeah, so. definitely. My first pick is called It's Your Move. And like you were talking, alluding to, it's a little bit of an obscure show because it only lasted from September 26th, 1984 to February 23rd, 1985. 18 episodes. The fun premise on this is three people. So you've got the Matthew Burton is the boy. He's a 14-year-old boy who's living with his mom, who's single and attractive, and then his older sister, Julie. So Matthew's the main character, and then Eileen, his mom, and then Julie is his sister. Okay. And the whole premise is, is this kid is this witty guy that's always pulling pranks, and he's always a step ahead and conning people. And his mom has no clue that he's doing these little schemes all the time in the background. He's got his friend Eli, who's in love with his sister Julie, okay. who he drags along on all of his little pranks and schemes that he does. They live in an apartment building. And one day, across the hall, Norman moves in, who likes his mom, and they start dating. Oh. Well, Norman was the same kid at 14 that Matthew is now. And so okay. he knows so what's he's going like on. So he's to it. Okay, yes. cool. And so he, Matthew's trying to thwart Norman and Eileen's relationship because he doesn't like this guy dating his mom. And Norman's always one step ahead of him and knows exactly what's wow. going on. That's pretty cool. And so there's this constant dynamic and struggle between the two of his mom. His mom doesn't know. His sister pretty much knows what's going on, not all, all the things, but she knows he's not as naive as his mom thinks he is. Right. There's this one scene where the handyman is cleaning the wall and he won't fix their drain and their shower. Because it's you know it's a it's an apartment and things take they just sure. never get done. Sure, yeah. He walks up to him and and uh, they're talking and he says, "Hey, I've got this picture, and I've got this envelope with your wife's address on it. This picture shows you at the local bar at mud wrestling. Oh man! And puts it in the envelope and says, "It'd be a shame if your wife ever saw this." <laughs> and he all of a sudden he goes, "I'll get right on the drain." <laughs> he's like, "Okay." So again, that just shows the whole yeah. thing that he's doing. So the the cliffhanger was they hired this band. He made up this band called the Dregs of Humanity. It's a totally fake band, but he did it so he could get the money that they were doing. Okay. They're at least skeletons from his school laboratory dressed in these dark black robes, playing the drums and guitar. Oh, wow. And they're pulled by Eli. Okay. He's running them like puppets. They play at the school, and it goes off so well that this local theater calls them and says, hey, we want to pay you $20,000 to do a real show. Oh, wow. And he's like, sure, why not? Yeah. And I never got to see part two. Because it was preempted by the president, Reagan, doing a speech. Oh, So the no. whole country, except for California, didn't see the part two of it. Wow. And then it got canceled. Wow. So few, we don't know. Nobody really knows. Wow. I can't find it. I looked crazy. all over the internet to try to find it. You can't find it anywhere. That's crazy. It's not on DVD. It's not on Blu-ray. It's we'll not on any of the streaming services. We'll just have to hunt down services. Jason Bateman and ask him. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that. So Matthew is played by Jason Bateman. Eileen, his mom, is played by Karen Kay. Trisha Cass did Julie Burton. Ernie Sabella, Sabella who's the the maintenance man that I talked oh, okay. about, he did Timo's voice on Lion King. Oh, oh no, Pumba, Pumba, the pig. Yeah, yeah. He did his voice. David Garrison, who is in Married with Children, was played by he played Norman Lamb. 
Okay. Karen Kay, I kind of recognize her. I forgot to look oh, her dude, up. Yeah. She's been in a ton of stuff. Karen and... Kay, yeah. Well, Karen Kay and Trisha Cass were both in, in things. Like, I remember them both. I should have looked them up. But then, of course, Jason Bateman, huge, yeah. huge yeah. star, child star. Yeah. He, he's, he's so good. He's so good. Yes. Like, to this day, because he was in, uh, oh, my gosh. What what was the movie with uh, Will Smith when he was like a superhero kind of? Hancock. 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 Okay. Yep, I knew it. Okay. Yep, yep. Yep. Great movie. He was awesome in that. But then, like, I have to say, like, we're going off on a tangent here. But my favorite, okay. my favorite movie of his was Identity Theft or Identity Thief, with talking McCarthy. Jason Bateman, right? Yeah, with Jason okay. Bateman, and it was uh, with Mel- Melissa McCarthy. Okay. If you haven't seen that movie, I haven't seen that. Oh no. my gosh! When did that come out? That was 2013. Okay. So it's kind of new. The whole premise of that movie is is that he's just like a normal dude, just trying to make it through life, kind of a thing. And then uh, this this lady, who's Melissa McCarthy, she's kind of a you know rough around the edges, just kind of a gal and stuff. She ends up like stealing his information and stuff. His and identity. So, his identity, because they both have the same name, and so she ends up like cleaning out his bank account, going to a bar, buys rounds for everybody, gets real trash, buys a whole bunch of things, stuff, <laughs> and just cleans this dude out and stuff. Somehow or another, I forget, because it's been a few years since I've seen it. But anyway, so he ends up finding her, does like a citizen's arrest and stuff, because she's in a different state. He wants to bring her back, because the cops are like, there's nothing we can do about yeah. it. You know, this happens all the time. And so he's like, well, I'm going to do something about it. You know, and so he goes and finds her and like handcuffs her and he brings her all the way across the United States and stuff back to the police and stuff oh, to gosh. turn herself in and everything. And so it is hilarious. Okay. It's a little it's a little blue. It's a little uh, uh, rated It's a little, yeah. Okay. It's a little off color. Okay. But, um, You've been warned. It is funny. But okay. anyway, sorry. What's the name of it again? Sorry. Uh, that was Identity Thief. Identity yep. Thief. But okay. the other one that I love, sorry, going on this Jason Bateman, uh tangent here but uh dodgeball i have a little little picture of jason bateman in your room with a heart i do i do no i'm sorry no but he was in dodgeball dodgeball yes yes where he plays like the commentator espn eight the ocho the ocho that's right yeah wasn't he like cotton was his name or something like that yeah something like like, that it's like yeah i don't know man it's like oh gosh he did yes he could play any role of course arrested development and then he was in another movie with well he was in like that toy movie wasn't he like what yes, am I thinking of Mr. Megorium's one. There you go. Yep, yep. That was he really was good. in one with Christina Applegate and yeah, oh, the girl. That one was funny too. Yep. Oh gosh, that's the one. He was where... also Teen Wolf Two. Well, Teen Wolf Two. That's right. That Arguably the career. best Teen Wolf. No, I'm just joking. Yeah, I know <laughs> that that hurt his career. <laughs> that was bad. That was yeah. the beginning of the end for him for a little while. Yes, but he made was. a comeback though. He, he sure got did. his star on the Hollywood Hollywood Walk of Fame in 2017. Wow. Took him a while. Good for but, him, though. But yeah, there's only 18 episodes. It's just a fun show. It kind of took a dive in the story because, okay, two reasons why it died is the night that they had it on was against Dynasty, oh, which we know in the 80s yikes. was ginormous. No so you're up against Dynasty. Then halfway through the season, his mom finds out that he's a schemer. Okay. And that kind of ruined the whole premise. Oh, yeah, so, Well, yeah, now yeah. that's out there. It's really yep. no fun anymore. Mm-hmm. And so the show, the whole premise is, is the, or the whole 
attraction is if you're a kid watching that, you wanted to be that kid because you wanted yep. to be the prankster, the right. con. You're always one step ahead of all the adults. And if you're the adult, you knew you know a kid that's like that, yep. and you're you're the Norman of the guy. You're like, yeah. <laughs> I hate it when shows do that though when they ruin it too quick. Yeah, you know, yeah. like today there's there's if you've never seen it, there's a show on Amazon called Man of the High Castle. Okay, fantastic show the first season was incredible second season was was pretty good as well but then when in the third season it was just like so basically what the premise is is that it's, it's incredible it's as if world war ii or uh, uh, yeah so it's as if uh hitler hitler won okay okay and so basically what happens then is that japan and germany take over the world okay and so they now own the united states and they have it divided in half and so i forget how it's divided like the missouri river or something like for whatever it is it's like kind of split down the middle and there's like this there's this little kind of like neutral zone that's kind of like well it's not really germany it's not really japan and so it's like the safe zone and then on the west coast i believe is japan on the east coast is germany Germany. okay and uh and it's crazy because it's like you're in new york city and stuff and they're walking around with you know their full regalia you know the of the you know the german regalia and stuff and then over on the the west coast it's same thing now it's everybody's dressed as japanese and everything and but it's weird because there's americans that have joined these armies and stuff so they're not like in prisons and you know and stuff like that it's like they've just been overtaken so now we have to acclimate the premise of that is it's it's beautiful okay. uh, you know like this is what would have happened so you're seeing like things like the white house and stuff with nazi flags on it and all this other oh, stuff and okay. it's just like wow that could have happened you know mm-hmm. and like and so the writer of this like did did a fantastic job of like and so for two seasons you're kind of like drugged through this like you know and there's all this other drama going on and all these other things and stuff but you know obviously it goes way deeper than all that but the thing that attracted people to it was like what if mm-hmm. you know just that big what if but then the, the reason it's called the man in the high castle is and this spoiler if you've never seen it okay, shut off your stereo stop but, now right but ultimately the reason it's called man in the high castle is because and this is all i'll say is they end up like saying at the end of season two here is the man in the high castle and it turns out it's like almost like a, a magical thing and that it's oh. actually like a multiverse kind of a thing there's a reality of what we're in right now running parallel to, to this other reality, to this other reality. Okay. and so and I, that's all i'm going to say to it so okay. it's like there because i don't want to ruin it because you need to watch it it's really good okay but starting the third season then we know now and so you start trying to get in it we got like a, uh, my, my wife and i we were addicted to that show you know okay and we in the third season everybody's like when's the third season the third season stuff and it comes out and it was just like barrel and like you watch like this you look at the stars and everything on the and it's like five stars five stars and it's like two and a half season three two stars (laughs) two stars we almost have two dichotomies here then your pick growing pains right or not growing pains uh who's the boss who's the boss went on for seven years yeah maybe a little too long yeah a little it's your move you know 18 episodes that's true yeah but that's the thing it's like i think that if they they wouldn't have killed off that premise so quick it probably would have kept going yeah because why now i have no interest in it it's just the whole 
I watched a couple of episodes after the reveal, and he's just kind of this whipping boy now. His yeah. his sister is manipulating him, the boyfriend's manipulating him, and he's just kind of inept. Right. Like, well, now that's the, the yeah. Point. I mean, even the title of the show, it's your move. It's you know, move like now. you think about it, it's like um, no, it's not your move. Yeah, now you've exactly. Been, you, you're you're uh, you're done. Right. You know, exactly. Game over. I so. mean, so that's the thing. Like with who's the boss? It was like, well, that was the question. I always went back and forth. Like, yeah. you're the man, so you should be the boss, but you're not. You're the maid, and you're the boss. No, who's you know? So yeah. So obviously they kept that going on and on, but yeah. But okay. either way, it sounds like a great show. It's though. Fun show. I mean, those the it's actors and actresses in it were excellent. Yeah. All of those guys or gals went on to do big things later on. Yep. I think Eli is the only one. I think he just kind of dropped out of acting and went into real estate or something like that. Yeah. But the the end of the show, they tried to focus more on Eli because he's kind of the the chubby kid that's kind of goofy in love with his sister. Mm-hmm. But again, it just didn't have the draw. So yeah. you can find clips on on YouTube about it. So check it out. All right, what's your next one? My next episode, or I keep wanting to say episode. episode. <laughs> My <next> sitcom <laughs> is the one and only Family Ties. I think it's a very iconic show. Mm-hmm. I think if anybody says name five sitcoms from the 80s, Family Ties is always yes. going to be in there. Partly because of who the, was was in the cast. And I think that you know the, the main character was Michael J. Fox. You know, mm-hmm. So this was a sitcom that was... Back to the Future fame. Back to the Future, that's right. <laughs> anyway, sorry. So it was a, obviously an American sitcom that aired in, on NBC for seven seasons. So from 82 to 89. And it starred Michael J. Fox as Alex P. Keaton. And then, then he had his two parents, Michael Gross and Meredith Baxter. They were Stephen and Elise Keaton. And so, and then they had uh, two daughters, and I think eventually they ended up having a a boy, a yeah. boy to try to like revamp the the series and stuff because the cuteness of the kids was dying yes. off because all the kids were grown up. But speaking of Batemans, so Justine Bateman, yep. was Alex P. Keaton or Michael J. Fox's you know older sister in it. They they did they did that role very well in that show. How they like had this like visceral hatred you know yes. <laughs> like brother and sister towards each other and stuff and i never had sisters i only had brothers and stuff so i always watched that going like i wonder if that's what the, what it's like and if it is i'm glad i don't have a sister yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no but, kidding well you have that dynamic in your family now so you totally, get to see yep totally yeah so we have uh we have enough boys and uh and now we have two two girls now so yeah, we, we see it quite a bit, you yeah. know. But our my my boys treat her pretty well for yeah. the most part. They just get kind of annoyed with each other from It'll, time to time. So. You'll you'll probably see more and more Alex B. Keaton and Mallory. Yes, yeah, headbutting definitely. as they get older. Definitely. You're like, yeah. Oh, now I know what I'm ta- right. talking about. Well, it was kind of funny because when they were younger, they used to really like like my third oldest boy and then my daughter. They were they're only like a year and a half apart, and so. It was funny. They they used to fight, not like physically fight, but they used to argue and stuff when they were toddlers all the time. And what a funny little story here. Sorry, sorry, going off on another another tangent, but my my uh, my wife all the time when they would start getting hyped up and everything, she would be like, "Guys, that's enough. Knock it off." You know, I said, "That's enough, guys. Stop it, guys." I said, "Quiet." You know, my daughter who was like two at the time, she thought my son Davin. She thought that his name was guy <laughs> so she thought that my wife was constantly yelling at davin at him at him and so then it turned into well his name's guy so she started calling him guy so she called him guy for like two years and we didn't understand like why she was calling him guy she was like guy stop it 
Like what? You know, like guy, I want to play. You know, and like, like why does she like, keep calling him guy? You know, and and then like Donna's like, oh, it's because you're always like guys. I said knock it off. That's awesome. And so she thought I was like, man, that's funny. It's like like my daughter thought that she was like made out of Teflon or something like that, and like. My, my never son in trouble. was my son was the one always a hundred percent in trouble, and she was never a part of it. So, but oh man, he's never gonna live that down. No guy, no, but exactly. <laughs> but anyways, back to the show though. So, fantastic show. What I loved about it was the parents were like these grown up hippies, mm-hmm. and they're very liberal, very much about peace and love, and giving everybody you know feminist movement and giving everybody a chance and this that and the other thing. And for whatever reason. Alex B. Keaton was a straight up strict conservative mm-hmm. who was like big into Richard Nixon, yes. Ronald Reagan, you know, the whole nine. And like he wore a suit everywhere. He had a briefcase, you know, you know, he was just like it, it was they're like, how is this our son? You know, I think yes. they made so many comments about that throughout the show. Like, do we ha- do we pick up the wrong kid from the hospital? <laughs> yep, they like did. I remember yeah, that. <laughs> it was so funny. You know, so he was such an oddball out and everything. And he took his life so serious, you know, and uh, and they were just like completely befuddled on, on how he was a part of their clan and stuff. But for whatever, whatever reason, it worked out and stuff. Yes. But what, what I love about it was, is that he was like kind of embarrassed of his family. I remember like there's an episode where he was, I think it was even in the first season where he wanted to date this like super popular girl and she wanted to give him the time of day and stuff, but he was really smart. You know, the typical thing of, Hey, I'll tutor you, blah, blah, blah. Well, anyway, so they start to kind of hit it off and everything. Well, he wants her to come over to his house and stuff, you know, to tutor and whatnot, but he's embarrassed of their house, even though it was a really nice house. Yeah. He's embarrassed of it because she lives in a mansion. She's got a butler and a driver and all this other stuff. He like starts making up all this stuff. He's running around the house telling his mom and dad, like, okay, you know, you do this for a living, you do that for a living. The butler's sick, so he's not here, you know, all yeah. this other stuff. And he's like making, <laughs> making up, up this whole right. Thing. And then, so then the girl comes over and like they're just going along with this whole weird setup, you know, where he's like oh yeah you know our tennis court is uh you know it's it's being built right now or you know whatever i yeah. forget everything he was saying and stuff but he was just like really playing off she's like oh that's interesting very good for you you know and and just like blew it you know like no big deal but and then what was funny is they end up going to like this this like uh club golf club or whatever you know like a you know fancy Clubhouse fancy or fancy club or yeah. whatever to have dinner with her family and he doesn't want his parents to be invited to it because he's afraid they're going to embarrass them and stuff. And so they're not invited and everything. And it's really like aggravating the dad because the club has like been kind of known for being racist and stuff as well. Okay. And so, uh, so he's like, that's it. I'm going to go get him. And so he goes to the, to the club and everything. And he ends up like making a big, big scene, big scene and everything. And and Alex is mad and stuff. And then he's like, I don't know who that man is. And all this (laughs) stuff. It was, it was really funny, but the, the whole deal with that show is there was always like a big moral of the story. Sure. You know, well, they took that, that episode there, for example, they just took how sometimes we as teenagers felt yeah, about our yes. parents, but totally. multiplied at times 10. Yeah, totally. You yeah. Know, I, how we're like, oh, geez, dad's yeah. going to say something stupid again. And, yeah. But this obviously that took 
you know, turn it up to 11. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I I think what it was is, like, they could have just went, like, oh, my parents are so annoying to, uh, hey, this is actually a a pretty big deal. You know, like, this is, like, serious that you might be getting involved with something that you don't quite know, you know, is is hurtful. Exactly. And Did it end up being the club was kind of racist or just sketch? I don't think so. I don't don't think it was. It was all misunderstanding. It was all misunderstanding by everybody. So the club wasn't that bad, you know, and her parents were actually not that bad and stuff like that. And so the dad ended up making a fool out of himself. He ended up apologizing to to Alex and stuff like that. And then Alex ended up apologizing to his dad, like, you know, blah, blah, blah. So, but no, I mean, it was, uh, there's just so many like, like cool uh, messages that they had throughout that show. And like one of their most iconic episodes was when, uh, Alex was studying for this test. Yeah, to get into that college or yeah, something like that. Yeah, I think it was that. like his... Real important. Yeah, his SATs or something like that. I forget yeah. what it was. But anyways... Um... He was trying to cram all this this you know study and 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 he was falling asleep and stuff and so somehow or another again this is going off my my old teenage brain from back in the day but somehow or another he got his hands on some some speed yeah it was for uh, weight control medicine of Mallory's what, friend that's what it was yep that's right and, and kept, so yeah so yeah. he kept popping him and stuff like oh just to help me get awake and stuff yep. and and uh, next thing you know he's like overtaking it. he's like Wah! he's like going around like the room like a thousand miles an hour he's like yeah. I gotta clean he got addicted too yeah he got addicted to didn't it didn't he yeah. hit mallory or something yeah he did yeah. yeah she was like trying to get it from him and stuff and he ended up like slapping her and stuff because he was addicted he's like i gotta have it i gotta, I have, gotta it. have it gotta have it yeah exactly so it was uh man that was a deep episode yeah. they, had a, they had a few of them yeah you know, yeah but... and i think he ends up falling asleep and missing the test yeah like, he missed the test he altogether. did all this work and it hurt for his nothing. family for nothing yep, for nothing and yeah yeah i remember that episode that's pretty that's iconic He's run, running down the stairs and jumps off the banister because they're playing right. Monopoly. That's right. Yeah. And his parents are like, what's going on? That's right. He's like, okay, all right. Let's yeah, do this. I remember I think initially the focus was going to be more on the parents. But as seasons yeah. went on, the he fans liked the, the kids. Yeah. The kids became yeah. more of the focus yeah. instead of the parents because, yeah, they were the hippies. We went to uh, you know the 1969, the – oh, gosh, what is it called? Woodstock? Woodstock. Yeah. yeah, yeah he yep, went to yep. Woodstock and yep. Flower Children, like you said. Correct. And then he has a picture of Richard Nixon in his yeah, room. That was so good. <laughs> he's yeah. like falsely accused. You know, he kept yeah. like, no, no, he's not a bad person. I remember an episode where it looked like he was looking at a magazine, almost like it was like a dirty magazine or like it had it pulled apart. Yeah, like like a Playboy. He's like looking at it like, ooh, or something like that. And then they show it and it's a picture of Ronald Reagan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's exactly how he was. Yeah, yeah it's totally. Oh, totally but... opposite of his, his parents. What so. was cool though, like, uh, this is a little side information, but like obviously that's at the same time when Back to the Future was yes. coming out. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to forget his name, but the, the, I think it was like almost three quarters of the movie of Back to the Future was filmed with another another guy michael or not michael i keep thinking michael j fox couldn't commit to it but they really wanted him to do it but he was doing family ties that's right that's why it was so 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 they wanted to get michael j fox but he was committed to family ties and so they brought on eric stoltz okay and so he was a redheaded guy and stuff do you remember eric stoltz remind me so he played um i've probably seen him yeah he was in what was that movie that where he had like a lion face or whatever with Cher. Oh um, yeah, Mask. Mask, yeah. Yes. So so that guy, great actor. He's been in a bunch of movies and stuff, but he was the first original Marty McFly. And the thing was, it was Steven Spielberg, right? Yeah, Spielberg, yep. Yeah, and so he loved Eric Stoltz, and he was like, oh, he's going to do great. Well, then they started getting three quarters of the way through the movie. Well, the thing was is that 
his interpretation of Marty McFly was a lot more serious. So he just didn't like the way that the the movie was feeling. Mm -hmm. And so they're like, we got to stop production. We got to stop and we got to get Michael J. Fox. And so they went back after him and he was like, they, I think they offered him more money. Negotiated. Yeah. Some sort and of so he's like, okay, I'll just do both. Yeah. And so he was filming family ties. And then he had like a, a driver, like a limo driver taking him over mm -hmm. to do back to the future. And he's doing both at the same time. It, literally almost killed him yeah. i mean they, they said like the the limousine driver is saying like we got to stop this for this kid he's like he's falling asleep in the limousine and i have to carry him out to the set you know and it was it was just dragging him to to the dirt you know but but yeah i remember seeing this interview from the guy who played biff and stuff he was talking about how like this is his first big movie and he's so excited and steven spielberg and like oh my gosh this thing's yeah. huge and da 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 and then they're three quarters of the way through the movie and all of a sudden they're like cut all right we want to meet reset we, well, well they, what they says they want to talk to him in the trailer he's like that's it oh. i'm fired or pulling the funny and something like that and so they pull biff to the side and stuff and they're like we just want to let you know that we're going to stop production. He's like, dang it, I knew it. You know, he's like, we're going to go with somebody else as Marty McFly. We were interested if you wanted to start all over again and keep going as Biff or if, if you wanted to quit and have somebody else do it. And he's like, of course I want to stay. Yeah. You know, so, but then he was like, I've been here on set for two and a half months and now I have to go another, another you know, another probably months, four right? months or whatever to, you know, to finish this out. And so he's like, he's like, they kept paying me. So he's like, I made a lot more money. He's like, but he goes, by the time that we started shooting again with this, next character with you know michael j fox he's like we were already exhausted oh yeah. and so he's like if you look at because there's some scenes on the internet that show eric stoltz and stuff you know i shouldn't even say on the internet in the movie itself there's a couple scenes in the diner scene oh. where biff is like in his face and marty mcfly's dad's face you know they're about to fight and all this other stuff and and then marty mcfly like you know does this thing there's a scene in there that was actually shot and it's actually Eric Stoltz is still in that scene. And, and so Spielberg liked that shot better, oh, like Biff's okay. role or his, uh, his scene better with Eric Stoltz, but you, you could just see the back of him. And so it's just kind of like the side or whatever. And so you can kind of sort of see if you're looking out for it, like, wait a sure. minute, that's not Michael J. Fox. That's Eric Stoltz. But the thing is what you see though, is you see that, sorry, I forget his name, but, but the guy who played Biff, you see, like, it goes from scene to scene to scene to scene in that diner scene. Of one second, he's got bags under his eyes, and the next second, he's like, doesn't clean. he's perfectly fine. So he looks like he's aged, you know, like in the same scene. It's like, what the heck's going on? It was because that was he was already beginning. like, yeah, it was like the, he had already shot this like months before, and now he's shooting these other scenes with, with, uh, you know, Michael J. Fox, and, and he's tired, you know. Sure. So, so I just thought that was really interesting. Well, there's probably you know. a lot of scenes in there that didn't have Michael J. Fox in that Correct. were filmed yeah yeah there still him. are i'd be yeah. curious to find out especially nowadays with blu-ray and streaming services if they would just release the the eric stoltz yeah i think you can see i it. think they have some curious. of it online i think they have some okay. on youtube i'd be curious um, to know what what that looks like michael j fox killed it he did well There's, that's that's what it was is in steven spielberg said like you know he's he still to this day loves eric stoltz he's one of the best actors he ever worked with and everything and he was like and eric to this day says the same thing he's like it it was better with Michael with J. Fox. Michael J. Fox. You know, it it still would have been a blockbuster movie, Probably. but it would have never gone on to two and three. You Probably know? not. That's what yeah. they're saying. It was yeah. like it would have been a great movie and boom. You kind know, kind of but... the story. You know, now that you mention it, 
the story of him being exhausted doing Back to the Future imitated the episode where he was cramming for the. That's exactly. I mean, he right. didn't get on. Well, as far as I know, I guess he didn't get on drugs. But yeah, who knows? Drank a lot of coffee, probably. That's right. Probably <laughs> stunted his growth. That's why he's so little. Definitely no, I'm just joking. But anyways, sorry. All uh, right. Long tangent there. No, no, excellent show. I don't know if it's on. That's something we should have done. Is found out which one of these are on streaming services. It's on Amazon. It's on Amazon. Yeah, it's, okay. but it's not Prime. You have to. You have to buy it. You have to buy so, it. Okay. I think. Well, maybe it, it might be on Prime. Because I watched, I watched a few of the episodes. I can't remember. I, I know it, it's on Amazon. It kind of took the normal, Prime. just to wrap it up. It kind of took the normal toll of '80s sitcoms. It just, yep. as the kids grew up, the audience kind of grew yeah. up and it was just done. They just got done. Like, it's just, ep, you know, it wasn't season. cute anymore. It yeah. Was, yeah, they tried to put a kid in there, like you said, but it just. Yeah, because I remember like the last. I think it was the last episode, like Alex P. Keaton, like. Because he was in college, and yeah. then he graduated from college. He ended up getting a, a job and stuff. And I, I remember specifically that he – I forget what kind of firm or whatever he got a job in, but he, like, got this job, and he was like, Dad, he's like, they're going to pay me $35,000 a year. And they're like, what? And they're like, oh, my gosh. Like, you're 22 years old, and you're going to be making thirty-five grand out of the gate. That's that's amazing, you know. And I remember back then, well, Thirty-five thousand dollars a year. <laughs> Holy smokes! Maybe someday I can make that. You know, like wow, inflation, right? Yeah, no. inflation stinks. <laughs> I wonder what that'd be like today. I know there's a website you can. That'd be like that seventy in, grand today, at least seventy yep. grand. So yeah, you know, twenty-two yep. years old, out of college, making seventy grand. Dude, that'd be all right. That's not too shabby. That's not too shabby. <laughs> so yeah, good show. Yep, so good check show. it out. So my next pick is Different Strokes. Different Strokes came out in 78 and went to 86. So not quite the 80s, but the bulk of it was the bulk in the 80s. Of it was in the 80s yep. So we'll uh, we'll allow that, I guess. <laughs> yep. Anyway, so the premise is Philip Drummond, the main character, is this rich guy. He owns a company, uh, Trans Allied Incorporated. Couldn't get more 80s. No kidding. <laughs> so he's this rich guy that lives in New York City in a penthouse, top floor. He has a cleaning lady who is African-American, and she passes away. Well, she made a deal with him or with her before she died that said, look, if something happens to you, I'll take your two boys, which are Arnold and Willis. Guys. Willis. Arnold and Willis. And makes the deal that if you pass away, then I'll take the boys and I'll adopt them. They'll be my kids. And so that ends up happening. I don't remember what happened to the dad. I don't know if he passed away too, but I don't recall. But anyway, so that happens and they move in and he adopts them. And they're from the Harlem rags to riches story where literally they're living in poverty and they move into this big penthouse and it's interracial family he has a daughter as well mr drummond does but mr drummond is very kind-hearted very nice guy you see him in the show interacting with the kids he's just a a regular dad even though he's got a lot of money but he's just a really nice guy and i guess a lot of the people when i was doing some research that work with him off screen said no his character on screen is a lot like he is in real life he's oh cool oh fun loving guy you know he takes his job serious you know he when he's needs to be he was always uh, one of the things i always said he's always on time he's never late right he's just very prompt and easy to work with and just a really easy guy so the whole story is that interaction between moving from the from harlem to the penthouse in new york dealing with the interracial dynamics that they had to deal with. Gary Coleman plays Arnold, who was the star of the show. He's the one, the comic relief, because he's always saying and doing silly things. He's this chubby little boy who has his catchphrase of, what you talking about? Which 
actually yeah. didn't happen. I guess, let's see, I think they talked about that early on when the writers did it. They didn't want to overuse it, so they tried not to put it in every single episode. But Gary Coleman was so sick of having yeah, to say that line. Yes. Yeah. Yep. He, in fact, when he did interviews by the late 90s, or in the 90s, mm-hmm. he wouldn't even, talk show host would ask him to do it. He's like, I'm oh, not doing man, that. Yeah. Sorry. You see that in a, even today. For example, the Black Panther, the arm thing with uh, that they do in oh, Black Panther. Yeah, yeah. The guy that plays his character, I forgot his name, but you, he got so sick I of bet, having yeah. to do that. And then Andy Circus, who did Gollum and Lord yep. of the Rings, yeah. even today... People like he talk does, to Gollum. Yeah, yeah, he's like, I don't want yeah. to do that. In fact, yeah. he went on to, I think it was Jimmy Fallon, and Jimmy Fallon asked him to do it, and he told him, he's like, no, we agreed before the yeah. show started that we wouldn't do it. Why are you making me do this? But he right. did it in the Gollum voice. Oh, that's so funny. You told us you wouldn't ask yeah, us. You funny. wouldn't ask us, and he, and he did that's it. That's pretty I, funny. So yeah, that catchphrase, what you talking about, was pretty pretty common, and Kimberly was the daughter, Willis is the older brother tons of guest stars like janet jackson muhammad ali kareem abdul kareem abdul jabbar reggie jackson mr t mr. was on t. there oh man he was on everything dude he was him and kareem abdul jabbar were on everything too that's funny <laughs> and then nancy reagan of course was the just say no campaign but yep. again kind of like family ties they tackled some pretty serious issues yep. wasn't all fun and games all the time they like i said uh, tackled the interracial family dynamic tackled drugs they attack they tackled even uh, pedophilia because they had this bike shop owner guy that tried to lure him and his friend in and it was kind of creepy what <laughs> yeah yeah remember that we'll have crazy. to find that uh, smoking uh, his best friend dudley his dad smoked and he had to take out a lung wow and they dealt with that a uh, religion you know they were trying to pick a religion mm-hmm. and all sorts of different things so it's a good show Funny. Yeah, what's what's interesting about it is is like, and this is so weird, but like you look at the way that different is spelled, it's yeah, like different, different, you know, different strokes. So I wonder if that was a play on the fact that that they were African American and and white people t- together, together, you know what I mean? Family, yeah. So because like uh, otherwise, like why didn't you just spell it different? It's just one e. I <laughs> assume, yeah, yeah, you're <laughs> like, right. You like, put like, an apostrophe where an apostrophe e is supposed there. to be. Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I wonder it, if that's what they're thinking with that. It's it ran, let's see. It ran, what did I say? Uh, it was 78, 78 to, to 86. 86 and they yeah. did kind of like the other shows too, where as the kids got older, they had him get Mr. Drummond get married and she had a kid that they brought in, but again, oh, yeah. kind of the cute kid. Yeah. And they always had one thing about the show that was always funny is they had the, the bully from school was called the gooch. Oh, the gooch. Yes. They never show the gooch. <laughs> That's so funny. But they have a, a scene where he's like, yeah, look at my lunch ball. And he crumpled up his metal lunch pail into a ball. Oh, man. Just That's all funny. the things that the gooch did. Yeah, That's gooch so had gotten, funny. Gooch had gotten held back five years. And That's so funny. And Willis was talking to him on the phone. And he's like, calm down, gooch. Have your mom throw you another piece of meat. <laughs> like he's some animal Constantly. Or like and Muhammad Ali's there. And he's talking to the gooch on the phone. And the gooch passes out, supposedly. But they That's never, so he's so always they never just show the gooch. Him. They never show him, but That's he's always a great the running gooch. deal. Also, too, Conrad Bain, who played Mr. Drummond, he mm. was on a TV series. I found this out and thought it was interesting. A TV series every year from 1972 until 1988. 
So 16 years in a row, Jeez. he was on some sort of TV show. That's I, cool, man. I think that attests to what the other people were saying about how easy to work yep. with he is. And yep. Good he for did him. what he was told. And not do what he's told, but so you he's know, a he's rare, rare breed. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's cool, man. So, yeah, he was he was pretty old when he passed away. Yeah, yeah. Like 90? 20, 90 years old. Jeez. I know. You're going to make it to 90? 2013. I don't know. Part of me <laughs> hopes so, but part of me hopes not. <laughs> We're yeah. talking about that with the kids. I was telling them, like, you guys are going to probably live to see 2100, and they're like, what? Like, like, what does that mean? It's like, okay, so we're in two, you know, I had to explain, like, we're in 2000s right now. You're going to probably hit 2100. And like, what? It's hard it, to it imagine. It like blew their mind. And yeah. Like, but that's like the future. It's like, mind yeah. Blown. Yeah, it is. It's we have totally a DeLorean? Like yeah, can we have a DeLorean? Oh, man. <laughs> That'd be nice. So, yeah, check out Different Strokes. I Again, I think it comes out on, it's on DVD. I don't know if it's on streaming, but. Yeah, it's too, sorry to like go back a little bit to it too, but it's like too bad about just kind of the, almost like a curse for those poor kids oh, in yeah. that show. They did know? a behind the scenes, I think, on them. And yeah, it, Dude, the, all, all, all the kids just nosedive. The guy that plays Willis ended up on drugs and in prison. Yep. Dana, who played Kimberly, Mr. Drummond's daughter, yeah, she died was, early, yep, drugs. Yep. And Gary Coleman, yeah, he, he passed away. He too. passed away yeah. before. I don't know if he had Conrad. drug problems, but like his parents, like took all he took his all money his money. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Poor dude. The the child star thing is just oh, it's it tough. is it is. Yeah, I I was listening to uh, not too long ago. I was listening to um, Joe Rogan's podcast or whatever. Mm -hmm. I kind of was going back to some of the old ones. He had Macaulay Culkin on there. Oh yeah. You know, surprisingly, the guy ended up at, he's pretty normal you know yes. he had a little, little little stint you know but he's actually pretty well put together you know yeah. and he's pretty normal and stuff so he just had to get completely out of it yeah you know yeah. it was like i he blew up so quick and got so much money and stuff and just fame oh, yeah. and fortune and everything he saw it and i don't recall if i i got hadn't gotten to the point in the in the episode where they were talking about you know why he got out or whatever but it sounds like it was his parents were like okay we got to you know, get him out of it because they brought his little brother in as well and stuff. And I think they're just starting to see it was just kind of ruining the kids and stuff. Oh, so it's got to. It's like you know, you make that kind of money. You know, at some point, you just be like, okay, we're good. Fame. Yeah, we're you know, you good. You can't even step yeah. out of your door yeah. and people Poor are guy. there. Gary Coleman was the same way. He was the star of the show, and it yeah. it ruined him. He they well, had just they, just, just sorry, just imagine like because he ended up I forget what he had or whatever, but like he. He's kind dwarfism. of a dwarfism, a, yeah, a some form sort of, of dwarfism, it. and so he never grew past like the the height of like four foot something or other. Yeah. So he all and he always had that same look, and mm -hmm. so he was always looked like a cute kid even sure. as an adult, you know. And so like to always carry that on with you, well, that you know, that pressure, Jesus, the, the yeah. pressure. His parents were always. They were his managers, yep. and so they were always pushing to get him more money per episode. Right. So they, his salary eventually got to $70,000 per episode. Good. By early, I think it was 83 or 84. Can that's you imagine? Good. That's a for, lot. For, yeah, that's a lot. Like even today, Especially like, for a I'd kid. love to do 70 grand per episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They did. He did reprise his him and, and Conrad reprised their their characters in the 1996 episode, the series finale of The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Oh, they okay. were touring the house to think about buying it. So the, awesome. you should hear, you can go on to, to YouTube and hear the crowd pop. 
because oh, everybody yeah. knew who they, they were, and they were yeah. Mr. Drummond and Arnold. He's like, that's oh, pretty cool. This house is okay, but I don't know. You know, I don't yeah. know about the neighborhood. They walk from upstairs and just across the front. They talk a little bit, and then they move off screen. But nice. It, it was just kind of a good homage or, yeah. or a reminder. Of, that's pretty of, cool. Of that, he doesn't say what you're talking about, but that would have been funny yeah. though. <laughs> it, but it was almost like such a low hanging fruit. You yeah. know, <laughs> like, yeah, that's true. Like expecting it, you know, even. You're reprising both their roles, especially Mr. Drummond looks exactly the same. Wow. And Arnold looks just a little little bit taller and a little sure. bit chubbier. But anyway, you can go find anyway. it. Last season, uh, series finale of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, you can go see it. It's That's awesome. Funny. That's cool. Cool. All right. What's your next one? All right. So my last pick was Married with Children. Okay. So that was kind of in the same realm where you started in the 70s went into the 80s it started in the 80s and went into the 90s uh, it was lasted 10 years went from 87 to 97 so that's crazy spent the majority of its time in the 90s but it started in the 80s anyways but it was originally aired on fox and so that was a big deal because fox mm-hmm. really didn't have a lot going for it back then and so i just remember doing like back history on this and stuff and they had pitched this to so many different channels and everybody turned it down like there's no way this would fly this the dad's too dirty the mom's you know blah blah blah. they're playing on stereotypes too hard and oh yeah it was like this is there's no way this would be a hit we're not going to do this it's going to tick people off and fox is like i kind of like it let's try it you know and they're like what what do we got to lose you know they're sure. really reaching and stuff so so they brought them on i remember i don't remember the actual prices and stuff but they they barely paid that cast you know because they just couldn't afford it and stuff but but then obviously it blew up oh, yeah. for them and stuff and then they were you know they were paid very well after that back but then fox was always considered a little edgy it oh totally yeah it had to be but yeah so it says like they did 259 episodes in 11 seasons and i think that. Once you hit a hundred episodes, you go. On you're syndicated. Yep. Syndication. Yep. So you're set for life. Oh, yeah. You know, which is awesome. So they're probably still playing this. Yeah, they all guaranteed. <laughs> yeah, guaranteed. So they're they're still making money off of it. Obviously, the 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 characters in it was the dad was Al Bundy, the mom was Peggy Bundy, and then the son was or the daughter was Kelly, and then the son was bud bud bundy and yeah. then then they just had a dog i think and then they always had the neighbors coming over which was marcy and steve rhodes he was the first her first marcy's first husband and then they split up and then she ended up remarrying a guy named jefferson what was funny about the show was that it was i don't want to say a lot like the typical america at the time <laughs> but it played a lot on this like i said earlier the stereotypes of certain people of america mm-hmm. you know so like the dad was like the you know failed you know jock from high school who just can't you know kind of like uncle rigo from napoleon dynamite just can't get over you know the fact that he you know he didn't make it in life and so he ends up you know being a shoe salesman and stuff making like basically like minimum, minimum wage or yeah. something like that and and he was like oh man the glory days where i was like joe popular and i was the football star and all this other stuff and they're like yeah whatever happened to you and he's like that you know like points at peggy bundy and stuff you know <laughs> and uh but it was just so funny because like it was just like one of those things where they're like high school sweethearts and stuff and you know they ended up both kind of ruining each other's lives you know and and she just didn't want to she just wanted to you know get married and stay at home and and he was like oh and he didn't have an education or anything like that and you know just went from there and stuff but and then they got two you know really rough you know bratty kids and stuff you know they got the 
you know, promiscuous older daughter and then the the boy who wishes he was promiscuous. Yes. (laughs) You know, but kind of nerdy and stuff. And uh, and what I loved about it, though, is because, like, um, you know, we we grew up in a similar household to an extent where we didn't have a lot of money and stuff. And so what I loved about it is, like, so you watch a show like Different Strokes where it's Mm -hmm. all about these rich people and stuff. And you're like, oh, man, that'd be nice, you know. And and then you see something like this, and they're just like, what do we got to eat? Like, uh, nothing. We got some dog food maybe or something. You know, Yeah, canned ravioli or something. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. They're always like, there's nothing in this house to eat, you know. And they're always just, you know, doing different shenanigans. Scrimping by. Scrimping by and stuff. And, you know, so there's a lot of real talk with some of that stuff you know where a lot of americans at that time you know weren't used to having a different strokes kind of a life they're used to this sort of a thing you know but no i I love the show it was again very risque Mm -hmm. you know little blue you know there's always like you know like how we're just talking about how the 80s were always pushing like the feminist you know kind of a thing like oh this is cool a woman can have power and can do these things stuff and like married with children was like the exact opposite yes where it was like he had he wore these shirts and had this group called like no ma'am and it was like this like male anti-feminist group and stuff and they would like go meet on the roof because <laughs> they're like scared their wives would hear them or something like that and and uh, they would just talk about they just talk crap about their wives and everything you know and like they're just fed up with it and stuff and and uh, I thought that was funny because like I remember like watching my dad and stuff at that same period of time and I'd be like I could see my dad doing a group like this you know because like my mom ruled the roost in our house you know it was kind of funny but yeah, they really lean hard in the stereotypes. <laughs> Big time. Yeah. Yes. And then they also, I don't know if they started it for like viewers, you know, for like uh, ratings or whatever. But the one thing I don't like about it is like most of these episodes or sitcoms, I keep saying the episodes, most of these sitcoms that we, we watched that we're talking about today, you know, we could sit down with all of our kids and watch them. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not going to put this in front of Mary with children. I can't believe I watched it. Yeah, I know. Kid, you know. I know. Like I see some of it today. I'm like, holy smokes. You yes. know, and like, you know, they have girls in bikinis and stuff all the time and just scantily clad women. He's always all trying to look time. up women's dresses. Yeah, at the exactly. Shoe store. Yeah. He's like the, the mirrors the, to the look good up. looking ones. And then like, he's yeah. like, he turns around and then there's like a 400 pound lady sitting there like, and he's all like, acting repulsed by it and stuff yeah. and he says all these like shrewd remarks to him and everything oh. like calls him all these bad it is not pc <laughs> it's not pc at all it's like the furthest one the furthest sitcom ever away from being pc but i, I would have to say like my fa- my favorite favorite episode was uh an episode where again being poor you don't have a lot of options to do family vacations and mm-hmm. stuff like that so they're like hey we're gonna do this family event they're like what are we gonna do we're we're gonna go down together and take the car through the car wash and they're like yay and so they're like this "This was our family event was going through the car wash so they go down to like the the really nice you know uh, car wash where you drop it off in the front and you get out and you go inside and then you wait for it to go through the wash and then you pick it up at the end (laughs) what was great about it was is that he's driving this old just beat up like like a tan yellow it was a dodge duster duster okay and uh just this gross car but he loves it he's had it since he was in high school it was like his hot rod back in high school kind of a thing or whatever so anyways it's like yeah it's been a long time so i watched the old duster you know we're gonna take her through and stuff so they drop it off they're like yeah he's like uh do you want to upgrade to to this level and stuff and he's like you know what she deserves it you know like like my car deserves it so it's like an extra dollar and stuff and like peggy i think got all mad because he was spending an extra dollar on it but she would he would 
never spend money on her and stuff. That's so funny. <laughs> you like me more than the car. Right. So then they like go into the show or into the store. They're like walking around looking at all the weird things like the air fresheners and stuff like mm-hmm. that. They're waiting for the car and some shenanigans are going off in there. And all of a sudden the guy comes in. He's like, Mr. Bunny. He's like, yeah. And he's like, oh, we ran into a problem. He's like, what? Did you scratch my baby? Did you, you know, da, da, da. And he's like, oh, no, 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 no. Uh, uh, we lost your car. And he's like, what? How do you lose my car? It goes in at one end and it comes out the other. He goes, well, that's the thing. We saw it go in, but it never came out. And he's like, well, so go back through and find it. And they're like, well, we did. We had a couple guys walk through and we can't find it anywhere. <laughs> like, how do you lose a car in a car wash? And so uh, so they end up showing Al like going through and you can see like the glass. And you can like, so they're in the store and you can see him like walking through the car wash looking for his car. And I just remember show, they're showing all the lights. Like, here's the suds. And yes. then they show him and like, he gets all sized up and then it's like here's the rinse and then what was the best is like it goes through and it just shows like flashing hot wax and you just hear him he just screaming. screams bloody murder and then they show the window and it looks like he's got like candle wax all over all him. over him yes that's awesome he's like all stumbling like oh <laughs> so anyway so he comes in and he's like yeah he's like what the heck did you guys do to my car you know we can't find it anywhere and so then they're like oh we're so sor- sorry sir and again I, I forget the whole thing but there's like some shenanigans like i said going on within the store and stuff for the remaining of the episode as they're trying to find the car and then uh finally they come back at the very end of the, the show and they're like well mr bunny we found your car and he's like oh thank goodness where was it and he goes well it's funny thing is like it came out and it was been out out here the entire time he's like well how did you not know that it was my car and he's like well it turns out sir that your car went in yellow and it came out red he's like what he's like yeah he goes oh you know what as a matter of fact i remember buying a red car <laughs> couldn't even remember <laughs> so it's like it had been that long since he washed it that it just like permanently awesome. turned like a ugly yellow tan color that's and awesome so it ended up being a red car so then they show them all getting this nice shiny red dodge duster and they drive off drive oh off to the sunset yep oh my gosh it was so good but the same uh, the creators for married with children are the same ones that did it's your move Oh, it's the same guys. That's pretty cool. Well, it would make sense because the guy that Norman, yes, David Garrison. Yep. So he played he played uh, the neighbor, Steve Rhodes. Steve Rhodes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, it's the same two guys that did It's Your Move did Married with Children after It's Your Move got canceled. That's funny. Well, yeah, everything makes sense. Small. (laughs) They really they were able to push the envelope on that show. Yep. And they got more than eighteen episodes. Yeah, they got way more. (laughs) I think they like broke so many records with that. Oh, they had to with that. 10 years yeah i mean that's an 11 seasons i forget what it was there's a bunch of records that they broke like it was the longest running uh sitcom and you know like most money made and all this other stuff there's a bunch of records huge that they broke, but... christina applegate she was oh, the one that man. became famous from that yeah show. she did i mean By everybody kind of does their own thing i think ed o'neill's still on a show right now katie seagal she went on to do a bunch of stuff yeah. too i mean she was like in futurama yeah you know and then she's was many years on that and then she was in uh oh man what is that show the the biker show um i never watch it okay it's uh gosh darn it sons of anarchy oh yeah so sons katie seagal was in sons of sons anarchy, of anarchy. Yep, yep. okay so but yeah so she was on lost and a bunch of other things so she's had a pretty good career oh, yeah. you know brooklyn 99 but yeah the poor poor uh david faustino yes. you know he played bun bunny he just like 
whatever reason just couldn't get any traction after that show yeah i don't you know, know like why. everybody else did really well it's it's weird that that whole thing is just so hit and miss it it, it is and you just I don't mean, know he tried he tried so hard to like try to resurrect himself you know like he this was probably like early 2000s and stuff he like started his own internet show yes i remember yeah that. and yeah. it was hilarious he and david facino or something yeah like that, it was yeah exactly and so like it that. was like his real life but it was like kind of fiction though too and so it was basically like the premise of it was that his his wife left him for coolio <laughs> and so uh so she she ran away with him and then so his life's just a wreck and stuff and so he's constantly like trying to hunt down katie and ed o'neill and, and trying and to get on there Applegate, try to yeah you, know, you got any work for me you gotta you know and stuff and they're like no 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 david sorry you know and and uh, so he's always trying to like bum money from them and all this other stuff because they're all like successful and he's not. So I loved how they how he like had a humor. You oh know? yeah, took yeah he took humor with it. Instead yeah, of exactly. Depressing instead of, and, and doing something, especially bad about doing it, yeah. an internet show in the early two thousands. Yeah, that was very That's yeah extremely now it's innovative. Very innovative. And, and there's I, no I YouTube. Loved <laughs> yep, I loved it. I wonder if those are out there. I assume. I they bet are. they are. Yeah. They have to be. But yeah, poor guy. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Cool. Well, next one I've got is Silver Spoons. And let's see, that ran from 82 to 87. Premise of Silver Spoons is the a boy, Ricky Stratton, and his father, Edward Stratton, got separated because I think his wife left him shortly after they got married. And he didn't know about Ricky for a long time. And right. then all of a sudden he shows up and they want to rekindle the father-son relationship. So Ricky is kind of the more down-to-earth boy. He's he's acting like a child. Right. Or act, act, sorry, it's the opposite. He's acts more like an adult because he's had to kind of grow up quick. Yeah. And Edward Stratton, his dad, is the owner of a toy factory or toy manufacturer, yeah. toy creator. And so he acts like a kid all the time. Yeah. And so that's the dynamic of reuniting them. He... The father needs to learn how to grow up a little bit, and the son needs to learn how to maybe grow stay down a kid. A yeah, grow yeah, down a little yeah, bit and yeah. try to be a kid. Yep. Edward has this giant mansion because he is a multimillionaire. You know, two of my picks now, I just thought of that. They wanted their kind of millionaire shows. Yeah, I don't know what, what, what that doing? means. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so he's, he's walking in because Ricky kind of – being a mom being a single mom didn't have a lot so he didn't really have a lot so for him this opulence of this mansion is just a little overwhelming right and so you're dealing with that dynamic as well too coming a kind of a, a rags to riches show and of course see Aaron Gray is on the show the lovely Aaron Gray is his assistant so again they got that romance there going on between Edward and Aaron Aaron's character Kathleen, Kate, Kat, there we yeah, go, Kate, Kate Summers, yep. who was actually, it was kind of interesting, she was the one of the first fashion models to actually have a TV career. She was oh, a model was to start with, and she was in uh, Battlestar Galactica, Battlestar, there we go, yeah. was Aaron, her first. Aaron Gray, man. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> goodness. It's funny, it's your move, Jason Bateman, right. his character on there is in love yes. with Kate, and she, he's always hitting on her I, all the I time. I felt that. <laughs> I understand your pain, dude. Yeah, I remember remember being a kid, just like I feel you, dude. Yeah, yeah. We're talking about man, she was gorgeous. She is, she is. And so they end up getting married later on, Edward Stratton and and uh, Kate. Yep. Lots of I just mentioned Jason Bateman. He's got started on that show, Mm -hmm. 
they didn't want to take so much away from Rick. He was becoming so popular. Yeah. He was taking the limelight away from Ricky Schroeder. Yeah. So then Ricky they, Schroeder played Ricky Stratton, by the way. Right. And so they had to do a spinoff and had to write him off the show. Isn't that crazy? To, He's had so much magnetism that he was yeah. taking this the limelight. That's crazy. Exactly. Well, good for them to like not do that to Ricky Schroeder, though. Sure. Well, know? yeah, yeah. Because well, most other people would like run with it. You know, let's just write off Ricky's character yeah. and, yeah, and put exactly. Him yeah. I think they he was thought hit by a train. Let's have. Instead of one popular show, let's have two. Two, yeah. It's kind, so of, kind of the a good, idea. Good idea. Yep. I mean, obviously, we found out It's Your Move didn't, didn't yeah, do too well. But didn't. Jason went on to the Hogan family and some other stuff, too. But right. anyway, the fun of the show was just seeing all the shiny toys oh, because they man. always had toys. He had that, the best stuff. Yes. And then if you watch the intro, you see the arcade machine. So yes. he had a pinball machine, an Asteroids arcade machine, Gorf, Dragon's Lair, Tempest. Then he had a foosball table, and then he had the train. He, his mansion was so big, he had to have this little yes, train, train to ride, ride around his mansion. With the conductor in. hat on and everything, yep. So when you're eight, nine years old, you're like, this is oh, where I want to be. the dream world. I remember that. Like, he had the race car bed, mm -hmm. and there's, like, yes. those big tall crayons in the corner and stuff, you know, and I was like, oh, my gosh. And then he had a computer, yep. which, again, in the yep. early 80s, like, you had a computer yeah. in your house? Oh, man. You might as well have a butler, too. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like, and then I forgot to mention the remote control door. Oh, yeah. Remember to let people in. That's he had a remote, right. Instead of walking over and turning the handle, That's yeah, right. you grab the remote and it would open the door. That's right. So, again, just these little things in the 80s, you're like, what? That is awesome. Yep. Now, the co-creator, I found out, Martin Cohen, he also co-created and co-executive produced Who's the Boss? Okay. And then Howard Leeds, who was a co-creator, he also did Small Wonder. Oh, another good So, show. again, look at all these connections. Yeah, that's you got cool. the It's Your Move guys. The character, uh, one of the yeah. actors from here moved over there. Yep. But I guess NBC, who had, again, a lot of the shows we talked about. So, the NBC Studios also did Give Me a Break, Different Strokes, Facts of Life, Hogan Family, Family Ties, Silver Spoons, Hello Larry, and Punky Brewster. Wow. And a lot of these overlapped each other mm -hmm. and a lot of the uh, the kid actors said that they would just hang out and play together in oh, between bet, yeah. in between scenes and they would do school there as well and mm -hmm. so it was kind of this extended family and of course they did kid pranks one of the pranks that ricky schroeder said that todd bridges who plays willis on different strokes would run around spraying kids with a squirt gun oh sure but it wasn't filled with water Oh, it's no. filled with urine. Oh my gosh. And spraying. He'd fill it up with his own urine That's and spray kids up. with it. Anyway, one world. of the shenanigans. I'm sure there was a lot worse stuff going on. But anyway, it's just kind of funny that all those kids, you name all those shows. Right. There's a oh, lot of huge. kids and a lot yeah. of hits yep, as yep. well. So just think we're talking about the we got, kid stars. Yeah, you got Gimme a Break, who had Joey Lawrence, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of kids stars in there. Yeah, Punky Brewster. Mm -hmm. um, all, all on geez. NBC, all going on simultaneously. Yeah. I mean, obviously, some of them started and ended at different what times. What a time. But huh? Still. You think, what a time. I know. Goodness. Like, think about that. Like, that, do that doesn't happen today. You're just hanging around with, you know, hey, oh, yeah, I had lunch with Gary Coleman the other right. day. and I mean, there's uh, just no sitcoms and stuff today. Yeah, not you know, it's all, not it's, all on one lot yeah, like that. Right, all right. just going on at the same time. I mean, time. that just shows you how big of a uh, industry that was, you know, sitcoms yeah. and stuff. You know, NBC was kind of... Kind of king, yeah. Of no sitcoms kid, for for in the eighties, but hey, yeah. we for, we didn't talk about Alfonso. 
Oh, yes. Yeah. Alfonso from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air yep. was on Silver Spoons with that's Ricky right. Schroeder. I just remember he dressed up as Michael Jackson all the time. He yes, that's right. He had the, the, the glove. Yep. And his name, it's kind of funny, his name was Alfonso, Alfonso on the show. Exactly. And Ricky Schroeder was, was Ricky, Ricky on the exactly. show. So he used the same name. So yep. it was a good show. They yep. had uh, Eddie's grandfather was there. So Edward Stratton II was uptight. As well, so you had the dynamic of his dad, the old, the grandfather, was uptight, but then the son was this goofy, right, uh, guy that just wouldn't grow up. Exactly, it was the whole dynamic there. Anyway, fun show. I again, I wish I knew if it was on a streaming service. I'm sure it is, but uh, you get to watch Ricky Schroeder grow up again. Ricky Schroeder, huge star in the '80s, and he is. His uh, acting career, I think, too, kind of after Silver Spoons, kind of tanked. Yeah, he's been in some stuff. I think he was on um, like a CSI or something like that. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, you're right. You're um, right. And then uh, I forget, yeah, it was some cop show. I'm pretty sure I saw him in a movie, too, where he played like a vet or something like that. So, I mean, he's had a, he's had a, a, a you know, a career since then, you know, but, and I think he was trying to go by Rick Schroeder. Yeah. He changed his name to Rick. Yeah. Ricky. And, but I think now to today he's back to being called Ricky Schroeder and stuff, you know, just, you know, you go from like, that's not me anymore, you know? And then at some point you're like, no, no, it is me. You know, like you're trying to still hang on to it, trying to, you know, get some money off of your, it, your it's past, hard. You Cause know? I suppose they have to decide, do I just right. embrace it? Or yeah. Try yeah. To Cause you don't want to be typecasted or whatever as this, you know, something that blows up so big like that, you know, I, I, that's what was good about Michael J. Fox is like, again, you know, he just he could have totally. I think I think by him going to the Back to the Future was the best movie they could have done. Yeah, you know, because if he would have just kept riding out Family Ties as good as it was, that probably would have been it for him. You're right. You know, but since he branched into a blockbuster movie and then it started like a whole bunch of other movies from it there. Did you know? so he transitioned from TV to movie to movies. Yeah, yeah, you rarely see actors actresses that can do right. both that it's usually both, yeah. i start in tv and go to movies or i go from movies to tv right it's it's never usually both at the same time yep uh, one thing i wanted to mention too was that they taped the pilot they didn't start the actual series until about a year later so oh, if you wow. watch the pilot and you watch the first episode of the first season you can tell ricky's Young, younger. much younger in the pilot than wow. he is in the first one. So they also did a crossover with different strokes and several others. They had Mr. T on. So again, Mr. T again. Everywhere. <laughs> was a guest appearance. Uh, Joey Lawrence was on there. Sharon Stone was on there. Oh, wow. Whitney Houston was on there. Remember the band Menudo? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> they yeah, had yeah. an episode with Menudo on That's there. That's funny. <laughs> That's my last pick, Silver Spoons. Three or six amazing said gums yes like that i was said, really good ABC you, you, ma- you mentioned some it. you mentioned some honorable mentions though when you're whipping out all those you know like because i thought about it, i this this three it was hard to pick three it would have been a lot easier to pick five because i almost picked uh give me a break and i almost yes. picked small wonder yeah like, those were two amazing shows i really really loved a lot yeah they, were, know, they so. were i never did watch small wonder but i did watch give me a break oh give me a break nell carter nell carter yeah yeah she was real oh, she was so great funny. man yeah she just yep. Timing of her. Yes. Some people just have it or they didn't. They do. And then just some people just have like that lovable personality too. Yeah. And that's the thing is like, again, I remember seeing a lot of stuff about her back in the day. It was the same thing. She was who she was on TV as who she was in real life. In person, you know? Yeah. And so I think that's just why it, it did so well for her is because 
she was just being herself, you know. She yeah, it's not hard. It's not acting when you're nope, acting like when you're yourself. just being yourself. Exactly. Yeah, so, but, yeah. So, but yeah, there's a lot of good ones, man. So, I'll put the complete notes in the show notes. That's right. And we got pictures in there, and just a lot of tons of details if you want to deep dive. But I just recommend find your best streaming service, look for some of these, see if you can find them. And like you said, watch Alf together with That's your kids, right. and then your kids will be befuddled. That's uh, right. Get some Mr. What? T cereal. Yes. Some Sunny oh, D. Yes. <laughs> Mr. T cereal. Man, we could probably just have an episode on Mr. T merchandise. There you go. TV man, shows, he was big. He was again. He was in Silver Spoons, and he had his, he had a cartoon show. And, oh man. Uh, he was in Rocky. I pity the fool. I pity the fool, man. He had all that gold <laughs> everywhere. Oh, oh yes, that's right. Uh, last side note, but in different strokes, they were trying to get a hold of Mr. T, contact him because he was in in the show. He was on there several times. So sure. Arnold was friends with him, and they were trying to call and try to find Mr. T, and they finally got a hold and figured out where he was at. And they said, "Well, who'd you call to find out where he was at? His agent?" It's like, "No, his jeweler." <laughs> that's hilarious that's pretty funny uh, so anyway all right well thanks jeff it was fun we'll have to again we'll have to tackle some more 80s 90s stuff I don't yeah know what we'll do next but we'll yeah thanks for out. having me on if you want to mind can i can i plug something real definitely quick? so i just recently had a book finished that i didn't write you know yes. but i was the narrator on and so it's it's now available on audible and itunes and any other place that you find your your ebooks and stuff People would like to check it out. It's a fantasy novel. It's called uh, Moleb the Giant. Mm -hmm. So M-O-L-E-B, Moleb the Giant, uh, A Tale of the Cardinal Fates is what it's called. And it's written by a good friend, Carl D. Smith. Um, we both know Carl. Yep. Um, Goat Kicker Podcast. Goat Kicker Podcast, yeah, which is fantastic if you want a, another another podcast to listen to. Um, and also co-host of Make Eternity Great Again. But Carl is an established author he's got a number of books out there fantastic writer this isn't just a guy who sits in his bedroom and kicks something out and you're like oh good book buddy you know like oh neat no i mean he's got good stuff out there he's got a whole different line of different books he's got children's books he's got mm -hmm. teenage novels fantasy novel you know you, you name it he's a really 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 good established artist or uh, author i highly suggest going out there getting the book if you're into listening to books Again, I was uh, blessed to be the voiceover narrator for the book. Fantastic story. Uh, it's a fantasy fiction yep. uh, about a giant and a king, and they hate each other. And it, it's it's a, a great lore that it goes into that's never really been explored before that, yes. that Carl did a great job on. And then it's got a twist at the end that I don't think anybody would have seen coming kind of a thing. And so it's got a little bit of heart to it and stuff. And I believe Carl's looking to do, it's going to be a one of three series yep. books and stuff. And hopefully I, I'm uh, blessed enough to be able to be the, uh, the narrator on those books as well. So we'll exactly. see. But, but yeah, if you're into something fiction is something fun. You like to hear about fantasy and Kings and giants and, fighting and and you know wars and all this and magic and stuff like that definitely a great book mole of the giant either go pick up the hard copy or if you like to listen to books like i do then go on to audible or itunes and stuff and download it and and uh, ho hopefully enjoy it's fantastic put a link in the show notes to both so you can check it out yeah it's a good time Appreciate hopefully, it. Hopefully, Carl's next book will be coming out soon. And yep, yep. You'll get to be recording that one as well. Yeah, hopefully. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking right. forward to it for sure. So cool. Well, thanks, Jeff. Well, great. Yeah, thanks for having me again, Lee. Let's do it again. Absolutely. <laughs> Give me the call. All right. Thanks. All right, buddy. 
thank you for listening so much. I had a great time with Jeff, as always, talking about nerdy things, TV shows from the 80s and 90s. And so go to covertnerd.net for all the details. And until next time, nerd it up. Mm-hmm.